Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, if you are new, my name is Ming, and thank you for joining Janice Whiting from Lifted Spirit and I for another call for GVU. Uh, our topic today is going to be limitless thinking. As I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking we could call it limitless thinking, magical thinking, miraculous thinking. Remember, our thoughts become things, right? So I thought I'd just start a little bit with um, just from my own experience, starting for me right now and kind of going back in time. Um, I have this saying that... Um, I say, never in a million years would I have ever have thought. And I started saying this a few years ago, and one of my friends said, you know, you say that a lot, and every time you say that, I'm going to write down what you're saying. And I started thinking, you know, these are just things that I never thought could happen or would happen or I could imagine to have happened. So, for example, I just got back on a trip with a wonderful guy for five straight days. We were together 24-7, first time. And there was not one blip, not one, you know, irritation, not, and I was telling Candy last night, who's my friend, about the trip, and she says, you know, it sounds like you went on a trip with yourself. And I said, yeah, and I started laughing. I said, you're right, I did. Uh, never in a million years would I have thought that I would have visited Kentucky and Tennessee. They were not on my list of go-to places, but I had an amazing time. Um, never in a million years would I have thought I would have won at the horse races. And I, I chose uh, horses that were not even ranked. You know, they didn't, they didn't have any, um, they were not supposed to win. And the, my friend was telling me, you know, that horse is kind of small. I don't think he's going to win. And I, and I said to him tele- telepathically, I said, you show him, you show them that you're going to win. And then boom, he won. It was, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> Never in a million years would I thought I would have left California. Anybody that knows me knows that California was my place and I was never leaving. In fact, my parents told me when I moved back to Washington, you said you would never leave. I said, I know. Uh, never in a million years would I have ever thought I would have met a princess. I did. Um, never in a million years would I have thought that I would have had a personal chef on a trip. Never in a million years would I have ever thought I'd be a money alchemist. That still blows me away every day. Um, never in a million years would I have ever thought I'd be an animal intuitive. And this one I, I've shared a lot in GVU is never in a million years would I have ever thought I would be on the clinical faculty at USC Pharmacy School, especially during my first year when the secretary told me I should quit. So these are just examples. And if you say, oh, yeah, because that's you, Ming. No, no, because if you know my story, not that long ago, I was having a hard time getting food. I had an ex that left me in the middle of Christmas. So these are, you know, things that I never really thought I would experience. Um, so it's through limitless thinking that you can reach heights that you never thought possible. Sometimes people say you can't do something, but don't listen to them. You can do it anyway. It's that voice in your head that says you can't do it or it's that 
um, you know, muggle on your shoulder that says, oh, it's too difficult. There's no point in trying. Or maybe the voice of your parents or your friends are saying you, you couldn't do these, that you'd never make it. But the problem isn't what they said. It's problem is that we believed them. So quoting Thomas Edison, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. I love that because that's a prime example of limitless thinking. Edison's belief spurred him on to invent the light bulb, which everybody thought was impossible. I thought about some things of some limited ways of thinking things, you know, so you can see the um, opposite. So people say, well, everything costs you something. You have to pay for it. You have to work for it. You have to earn it. Or making money is a skill some people have and others don't. Or you'll never have much. Or there's no free lunch. Or you don't get anything for nothing. But, however, we all know abundance is, you know, who we are. And it is our natural state. Um, I was reading somewhere, they said that the quantum physicists say the field equals unlimited power and infinite possibility. So you're an infinite, powerful being. Your natural state is one infinite, abundant, infinite joy, unconditional love, and infinite appreciation for everyone and everything you create and experience. I uh, remember back in the Olympics when Florence Griffith Joyner revolutionized women's track and field through limitless thinking when they said, no, you know, it can't be done. No woman has ever run that fast. And she said, I will be first. Flojo made her transition, and, but left a huge legacy for all of us to follow. Um, J.K. Rowling had just gotten a divorce, was on government aid, could barely afford to feed her baby. Three years before the Harry Potter book uh, was published. She, uh, when she was shopping it out, she was so poor she couldn't even afford a computer or even the cost of photocopying the 90,000 word novel. So she manually typed out every version to send to publishers. It was rejected dozens of times until Bloomsbury, the small London publisher gave it a second chance after the CEO's eight-year-old daughter fell in love with it. Uh, at age 15, Jim Carrey performed his comedy routine on stage for the first time in his suit that his mom made him and totally bombed out, but he was undeterred. The next year at 16, he quit school to focus on comedy. He moved to LA and where he parked on Mulholland Drive every night to visualize his success. One of these nights, he wrote himself a check and for acting services rendered, which he dated for Thanksgiving. Just before that date, he hit payday with his Dumb and Dumber movie. So we, that was a nice story. And one other one, Michael Jordan, he said, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over again in my life, but this is why I succeed. He is also the author of a lesser known quote that is equally powerful. Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. So I just, these are just some examples of just um, some limitless thinking. And I thought, you know, I know all of us probably could share one thing that we, you know, never in a million years would have thought would have happened. And what that does is it, you know, it gives us the focus to focus on, you know, the wonderful, amazing things that do occur in our lives every day, all the time. It's just paying attention, you know, to, to them. And I think for me, what I did is I started paying attention to these things that started happening in my life. And I believe that's, that's why they just keep coming. It's not that I do anything special, uh, or I don't even think I said any in any specific intention for it, but um, just appreciating what we have and the miracles and that come in our life all the time. So um, 
I'm going to let Janice share some thoughts. Um, the, the reason that we came up with this topic is actually Janice and I were on the phone and I was just sharing with her my trip to Switzerland and I was just telling her about all the amazing things that I experienced and she has said, limitless thinking. And I said, oh, perfect. That'll be a perfect subject for to talk with the, everybody this month. So, all right, Janice, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you. The first thing I wanted to comment about is your a statement of never in a million years. Many people would say that's a negative statement. So how could all these wonderful things happen when you're telling a negative story? And what I realized is um, vibration even overrides the words you say. So your vibration was had risen to a point where it probably didn't matter what you said. Your vibration was running the show. You could have um, every day said that, all day said that, but your vibration overrode that and your mind just had to catch up. And um, that I've learned from chatting to spirit, so it is each person's responsibility per se to raise their vibration. I remember spirit telling me when we chatted the other day, they said limitless is a do thing. It needs consciousness. And in that consciousness, you desire to learn what's universal truth or not. And that's very yin-yang. So, so we are switching from the human thinking to the spiritual. You have to learn how to excavate the self. Uh, that's a do thing so that you know the self. You switch from life defining you to you define your life, which is consciously creating your illusion meaning even if what you ask isn't normally the dynamics of things on earth, your, your consciousness and your vibration um, allows a magic to happen. And as you partner with spirit mm-hmm. or just in your quietness, raise your vibration. So, And that is allowing the magic. When you define your life, you allow the magic. Another thing spirit was saying is risking. That's a do thing. You have to follow your heart, even if everyone on earth told you not to. Mm. So that's a part of doing. Mm -hmm. Another part they said is the discipline. That's a doing. To choose what you want to read, what you will watch on TV, um, where you go, and your acquaintances, it says choose them carefully. That is a conscious doing. And releasing what doesn't match your life anymore. Allowing things to leave and move on. Hmm. And another thing Spirit said was to do these things causes awakening. Not you have awakening and then you do these things. For those of you who are trying to vibrationally change and cause an awakening or ascension, you do these things first. It shows spirit that you're serious. So what I've realized is it is about doing. You really could sit in meditation maybe forever, but you finally have to come out of meditation and be a conscious creator. You have to do I remember um, one time watching Oprah, and she had a woman on there who 
um, had an abusive husband. So one night he kicked them out in the winter, the mother and two little kids out, and they walked the streets and had to find food in garbage cans. That was her, per se, the origination of the story. But why she was on Oprah's because she became a millionaire. That oh. event caused her to step up, own her life, own her choices, and um, redefine everything. She had to do. She couldn't just sit in the house and blame people. She had to get out and do. So I realized that Spirit thinks it's very important to do. Do raise your vibration. Do be conscious. Um, do risk. Do allow the magic. Do make a plan. Uh, I I think I remember another story reading it. Also, um, there was a woman who had a husband and he made a lot of money and everything was really fine. And then a catastrophe happened to their family. And she knew she was on the verge of losing everything. And she used the talent that she had. And I don't know if any of them have seen them, but first she had a potato and she would carve the potato, then dry the potato. And she made faces, carved faces out of them. And oh. they were angels or a variety of figures. But she carved out of the potato. I think by the time later it hit the market, because um, it was so cute and adorable that they didn't make it out of probably resin. But at first she made them out of dried potatoes. Oh. So often in your lowest moments, when oh. people turn to spirit in that bare naked honesty that um, spirit co-creates and drops you an avenue of creative success. But we have to do first. First we have to do, I believe, is turn to spirit. And then the next thing we have to do is excavate who we are and then roll the ball on from there. Hmm. Nice. I love that. It is a matter of vibration, isn't it? Yes. And consciousness. True. I love that. And it's easier than people think. I think uh, that's why years ago there was a book that was called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, which is a very good book that I still recommend to people because you feel the fear, and then you have to do mhm anyway mhm yes, I read a book called "The Gift of Fear." <laughs> I love it, it was actually it was actually a very good book, so Nancy in chat says contrast creating opportunity, necessity is the mother equals necessity is the mother of invention, yes, so true, isn't it? Yes. And I think everyone has a moment in their life where it does not go the way they, their human mind thought it should. Mm-hmm. And you have to start from scratch one and think out of the box. <laughs> right. I definitely experienced that myself. I like what the spirit, spirit calls it, quote, a do thing. I've never heard that before from you. Well, they think in that yin-yang cycle, Mm -hmm. 
half means learn and the other half means do. Um, you're not always learning and you're not just always doing the old thing that you did before. It's a constant learn then do, then learn more than do, then learn more than do, like the breathing in and breathing out. Mm-hmm. Right. I see it as um, practice. For me, it's everything's a practice. So when I, I learn something or I hear something or I get inspired by something or we learn something at GB or whatever, then, yes, then I put that into practice. So that would be my word for doing things. <laughs> I think then, Bert likened it to also if somebody gave you a recipe for a fabulous cake, um, you don't know until you try to bake it. You don't mm-hmm. have a cake unless you try to bake it. You could sit, you could be sitting on and having the best recipe for the best cake ever on the planet, and until you make it, you have nothing. Right. Right. And Nancy also says in chat, so many of my blessings have come from contrast. It's be- become easier to look for the blessings in the moment of contrast. That is so true too. And you know. I've heard too Jeanette say, you know, if you have huge contrast, there's something huge coming on the other end of it, or at least she told me that once, and and that is definitely also true. Um, I, not that I we, remember we look, spirit, mm-hmm. spirit called it the snapshot of the moment, and today uh, every day is a new day, and the snapshot of the moment might not be so fabulous, but then also there's a new moment, and so people tend to think whatever snapshot they see at the moment is, oh, my God, this is how it's going to stay. No, it's just a snapshot of the moment, and that, too, will change. Mm -hmm. So Brent is asking, any suggestions for your pivoting technique from contrast to congratulations? Meaning... Meaning, do you want to share, Brent? Are you on the line? Hi. Yeah. Hi, Brent. Um, I was just hey. going with uh, Nancy was talking about or saying things about contrast and looking for the blessings, and just wondering if there's any um, suggested ways that it would be good to practice pivoting and seeing the beauty and the blessings in the contrast. Sometimes, you know, we get so stuck in our patterns of, oh, that thing happened again, ah, Mm -hmm. panic mode, as opposed to, oh, okay, that's that thing again. Oh, I got this, you know, or, hey, I know how to change this, or whatever. Any ideas for that? I have an idea. I've learned from spirit. They've always told me, like, in that duality, flip it. Just flip everything. And they've taught me how to do it. And I think, I guess that's easier to do than explain. But they taught me how to flip everything because you just take off the one set of glasses and put on another and flip it. And then tell your story um, then and meditate on how you want it to be. So you just flip it until everything is positive. And in a workshop that I do, we make two lists. What don't I like in my life and what I would like it to be, which still I know is just a snapshot of the moment because in a few months their desire might change. But 
all that matters to the universe is do you know today in your consciousness what you do like and don't like? Even if you don't only know what you don't like, and many humans are that way, they can make a list of what they don't like. And then um, I'll say, well, then what do you like? And they'll say, I don't know. And I say, well, just flip the I don't like it. And so at least then that gives you a new story to focus on. So, um, so Janice, Nancy's asking if you can give an example for your flip it. Can you just use, besides uh, the list writing, maybe? Well, self-talk is always a good thing. I'm trying to think because normally I could probably have a hundred flip stories that I have used in my life. If someone says, I'm trying to think, all the little things they may say, I don't like um, maybe how I've noticed I've been impatient or something or um, something maybe how someone is treating them. then you then flip your, if it bothers you, then spirit says flip it. So I'm trying to think of all the ways and opportunities because that's just what I do day to day depending on the moment. But um, it is the duality of flipping it. Um, anybody else have any suggestions of something that you could flip? I'm trying to think some of some examples. I know for me, if I'm in hot you know, contrast, I pretty much just stay, I stay very present. And um, if I need to work out whatever emotion I'm feeling, then I let it, I let that, you know, I let that go as well. I mean, I, if I have to feel whatever it is, I work it out. Um, and or I yes, can think of one, if somebody okay. says, I'm afraid, then you flip it to tell the story if I am a uh, competent um empowered person. So that reminds me of the story of the woman who was kicked out of the house with her children. Um, I'm sure at first she was in trauma and then she had to balance out with that. And at a moment she was like, what am I going to do now? So she had to learn to start flipping things because they didn't do it for her. She, I'm sure they held her hand and cradled her through it, but she had to flip things. And if people say, I don't like my career, then they either make it into one they like, how they do their day different, or they allow in a career that will make their heart sing. Mm. So are you saying um, when spirit says to flip it, is that your example is also like you said, you put on a different pair of glasses to see the situation? Or flipping it, I think. Right? Or flipping it means you're looking at it from another angle or you're yes, seeing the blessing exactly. in it or okay. well, seeing a blessing in it is flipping it too, but also using that of, as you talk to the self, what do I, how do I feel about this? What don't I like? Um, it is a do thing that you do learn how to flip it. And yes, that is the glasses. You just change your glasses. Mm-hmm. I guess that's I, almost like people saying um, the glass is half empty and then somebody else says the glass is half full. Um, I remember Spirit telling me a story once when they said two women are in the welfare line and each woman has two children. And one woman is ducking her head down 
and hoping people don't see her because she's so embarrassed. And the other woman sitting in a chair saying, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Which one's going to um, probably attract and have spirit help with a fabulous solution? Yes, yes. And Nancy says, okay, it sounds like AIDS take the bounce to pivot. And Brent says, the glass is all full, half water, half air, all fluid. <laughs> I like that. And, you know, the other, you are the other thing. Of, yeah. mm-hmm. You are in charge of how you look at things. I remember a conversation with Spirit when they said humans don't control all that much as they think they do. But what they are in control of is how they handle the moment, which is the glasses that you have on. And choosing from choices available, but a spiritualist who's not satisfied with just that will then boss spirit and boss the universe to bring in exactly what they want. So I know it is baby steps thinking from positive or negative to positive and then conscious creation feeling empowered enough to do conscious creation. Um, And all that is a do thing. It's a do thing. Right. So Leslie says, so taking the flip is practicing, like doing lists of appreciation or I am worthy statements, right? Yes, that's a way of flipping the glasses, yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Leslie. Uh I mean, I know one example you guys have heard, but, Mm -hmm. you know, when I – was in my house um, when that uh, pipe exploded in front of my house and I had no money and I remember when that happened and I'm starting to freak out but I calmed myself down and I remembered um, you know just thinking well it's going to be okay that's all I pretty much said to myself it's going to be okay and down the road little did I know when I got it fixed the copper it was not a copper pipe in, in there and who knew that a couple a year maybe later on that I was going to sell my house so something happens I know down the road the universe is it's all in the plan divine timing and everything so if something's happens I, I really believe that we might not know right now but if we just choose to say well there's a reason for this put on those pair of glasses and say it's going to be okay it's going to work out and then it did later on. So, and often yeah. when you do that, spirit rewards you even greater, even greater than it's like the a word I learned years ago called synergy like two plus two humanly equals four, but two plus two can synergistically, uh, e- magically equals six. So, that happens <laughs> in. Um, activities too and I remember Spirit was telling me about Christopher Reeves and they said so there was a little bit of destiny and karma in that His, that they could have woke him up the night before and said oh you better get a lot of rest because tomorrow's going to be a bad day and then he might have just stayed home and stayed in bed and pulled the covers over his head but he went out riding and he fell and that was destiny but he had a choice to look at that situation mm. as the glass is half empty or half full. And um, he chose to dig inside and do, and he chose it to be half full. And 
I remember a talk that I heard him give years later after that, and he said that people won't understand this, but that was probably the best experience that happened in his life because he did flip it and learn so many things from it that his old life might have been abundant and successful, but he took with him learning situations, learnedness that um, he would not have learned any other way. So the game of earth has a lot of tricky twists in it. And all we can do is be conscious of the glasses we put on to view it. Mm-hmm. I love that two plus two equals six thing. I talk about um, magical spiritual math all the time because um, they know, the numbers, you know, when I add them up in my head, when it, especially when it has to do with money, and I think it's going to be a certain something, it, it's always something much bigger and better. <laughs> so I like that example. And I remember years ago after my children's dad died and when I was going to college and um, we didn't really have a lot of dollars rolling in, aside from blessing each dollar, but we have a set number of dollars, and yet we bought so much with it that truly it was magic. So it really wasn't limiting. We didn't feel it was limiting because um, even if we impulsively bought something, somehow it all magically worked. Mm. Nice. I like what Brent said in chat. He said, the sum is greater than the parts. Yes. I think that's the formula to how to master the game of earth. (laughs) Being, choosing, is doing and choosing the right glasses. Mm -hmm. I think they say that about people that have been ill or even victims they say i'm not a victim i'm a survivor mhm right well does anyone have anything to share or any other questions nancy's talking about kakeda I don't know if I'd say that. Jones, author of School of Awake. She grew up yeah. the daughter. Yeah, her oh, name is, you want to share, Nancy? Yeah. Her name is Kadada Jones. And, um, you know, she grew up the daughter of Quincy Jones. So you'd think, oh, well, she grew up, you know, a charmed life, right? Well, no, she actually struggled in school. She got kicked out of school a lot. She had all these mm. problems with school. And when she became an adult, she realized it was because she felt there was something missing in school and that they weren't helping children um, process their emotions and they weren't helping children connect to their heart and they weren't teaching children how to um, process their emotions. And so she, out of that contrast, she created School of Awake, which is a program for girls to teach them Mm -hmm. exactly that and to um, uh, let them know it's okay to be whoever you are and how to tap into that inner part of themselves and how to um, feel their emotions and, and, and express them and feel authentic in, in who they naturally are. So, yeah, somebody grew up with 
with contrast and you know she grew up in a life where she could have just let it be and moved mm-hmm. on but instead she took the contrast and used it to create some good in the world awesome i love that love Thanks, it Nancy. to me that's really the only way and i what i realize is spiritual universal truth is actually quite simple um I used to always say two plus two will always equal four, but then I realized as you drew magic, it can equal six or eight or 20. Mm -hmm. So when you do the glasses half full, it is unlimiting. Mm. And I always wondered why often for humans, it does take adversity to push them out of the box. Um, so I love that there's a school that encourages to think out of the box and you won't have adversity. Mm-hmm. Right. And Brent said, it's like needing a new person. You are you, the other one, the other is one, and your relationship is a new entity above and beyond the individuals alone. Yes, Exactly. That's why I love every day is a new day, and I use that a lot with my clients who you can feel are stuck in the situation. Every day is a new day. The perfect thing could just drop in your lap tomorrow. Also, Mm -hmm. I love Spirit's concept of every moment's just a snapshot of the moment, and that, too, will change. Even Mm -hmm. people on their wedding day, they think, oh, my gosh, every day is going to feel like this. And it doesn't. (laughs) But then I've seen the opposite. I have seen, had people call me and they'll say, oh, my husband made a baby with a neighbor and I hate men and I will never marry again. And I know that's just the snapshot of the moment. Because two years later, they'll be guided to their perfect soulmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my sister was just telling me that she had, um, a few years ago, she had invited a psychic to come do a reading for a group of her and her friends. And um, she had asked the psychic in advance not to share any negative information you know if, mm. if anything negative comes to you keep it to yourself you know? <laughs> only share the positive stuff you know so right. so anyway one of the gals that was there her husband um had been diagnosed with a very uh, difficult and rare disease and they also didn't have the best marriage on the planet and this gal pulled the psychic aside and said i don't care what kathy my sister told you i i want to hear it all i I, good bad and the ugly i want to hear everything i want you to tell me everything (laughs) so so um the the psychic said i see your husband passing pretty quickly Mm. and i also see that somebody has been waiting for you Somebody mm. is is in the sidelines and has been waiting for you, so you will not be alone for very long. And so, in other words, you know, it might be hard to say goodbye to your husband, but there's somebody even better waiting around. And sure enough, the husband died like three weeks later. Wow. And um, 
within like, I don't know, three or four months, she realized that the contractor that they hired before her husband died, the guy who had been coming to their house all the time and doing work at their house, that mm. that there was a strong connection with him. And he finished the project and they started dating and then they got married. Wow. You know, and, they're, <laughs> and they're very, very happily married and happily coupled. So. Yeah, I love that. I remember Spirit telling me that life is like a roller coaster, and it's mm. going to be like, but they, but they said at least we'll get you on the right roller coaster. Hmm. That's sometimes the most you can ask is, am I at least on the right roller coaster? Yeah. Wow. That's a good story, Nancy. Thanks. I'm curious, Janice, if um, somebody at GVU made a comment recently that they've started um, having out loud conversations with their inner being, um, and they find that the more that they invite this open conversation, the more it seems to flow. And I'm curious if you would have any suggestions to other people at GVU who want to start having a deeper connection with their own inner being and a stronger communication? Well, I think just like what you were saying, you do have to have a conversation with yourself. You have to be willing to look like the crazy people um, at D's at 2 o'clock in the morning. You have <laughs> to not be embarrassed by that. Um, you to know, I've heard spirits say to know the self is to own the self. So often... Maybe someone says, oh, I don't meditate well. Um, Then you have to find the trick that does work. And often it's journaling. Often it's uh, talking to the self. Um, I knew someone who used to always stand in front of a mirror and have conversations. You have to find what trick works. Because, yes, Mm -hmm. often we we have to trick ourselves to be our best self because humanists, we don't, we're not masterful in every skill. I do know that eventually everyone, if they try, will be good at meditation. But people want to start right away. So I love journaling. I love um, talking to the self the most. Um, and I know that if you write things down, um, that writing things down puts a detachment to it. And um, so it is good to either journal or, or tell, write a story down because there's many ways to excavate the self, they say. This is Susie from Boston. I just wanted to share a couple of things as I, I listen. Hi, Susie. Hi. Um, so a lot of the phrases that you're using are really resonating with me. So everything from am I on the right roller coaster to, um, you know, tapping into more self-trust and my inner guide so I can get to my higher guide. Um, these are all the things that I'm trying to learn and do you know, right now um, in my journey with LOA. Um, so I think when, I, when I've been listening about um, shifting into doing I have a little bit of a concern of, wow, what what if I haven't picked the right thing to think into or to feel rather, and I'm about to do the wrong thing. So I'm definitely um, get, trying to get over my muggle fears. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, a lot of that I noticed is this is why the gut and the heart are such in such partnership. 
Um, and that I, as I had a session this morning with a woman that followed a gut feeling and, um, and it turned out fabulous. Um, she's not one to always talk to herself or journal, but she does gauge between her gut and her heart feeling. And so I do think that you can tell spirit to help you figure this out. Um, I do remember them saying that if humans wait till they feel confident to do something, they'll never do anything at all. So I know mm-hmm. you have to risk and jump in without feeling confident. Another thing that I re- liked what Spirit said is um, today you, you're going to try something and you like it, but if in a week or two you don't like it, you don't feel guilty or whatever, you just drop it and find another thing. So every day is about uh, trying it and seeing how it works for you. And if, if it doesn't, like meditation, then people try something else. Or I love guided imagery CDs because I think what I love is they drop you into peacefulness and walk you through many situations. And you still remember it so you pop out of the experience with conscious awareness and often new information or in a, new, a new experience or feeling. So um, that's a great trick. I love those. I, they're pretty popular now that someone can go find the, a guided imagery CD that matches their agenda. But before you can go find a CD, you had to figure out your agenda. And that, mm. and that can change all the time, but that's still pulled from within. That um, I remember Spirit saying once that they'll, they'll see people eat, shoveling lots of plates of spaghetti in their mouth, and at the same time they're saying, I hate spaghetti. So, um, so you just try it. And if it feels right, you continue. If it doesn't, you drop it and you try something else. I remember Spirit saying there's really no such thing as wasting time. So that's what Ming was saying, that um, that through a lot of air, well, you do find out what doesn't work, but you also usually find out what does work. And there's no such thing as wasting time. Mm-hmm. So you just try it. I really like that phrase that there's no such thing as wasting time. That that's very helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Nancy, um, and I just wanted to tag on Susie. When I was younger, I worked in mortgage lending for a couple years, and I had a degree in fine art, but I wasn't working in a creative field, and I kept feeling like I was wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. I got to get out of here. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, that was my energy when I was working in that industry. Years later, when I bought my home and I was shopping mortgages and I was signing documents, I knew exactly what I was signing because I used to craft all those documents. And I knew what I was supposed to sign and what I was not supposed to sign. So if a lender gave me the wrong form, I I knew this is not the right form. This is not. And I, I looked at that later and thought, wow, so there was a reason why I worked in mortgage lending. <laughs> After all, at the time, it seemed like such a waste of time. But years later, it was shown to me that that actually it was, you know, mm-hmm. all part of the process. So uh, years ago, great. when years ago, when Spirit asked me to go to college, I um, couldn't figure out why because I could see and talk to them, and it didn't seem a lot of advantageousness. But I did go, and then after I was finished with school, I realized that 
I went to see how humans think because I grew up so much talking to spirit, I really didn't know how humans thought. And they didn't think I could maybe be an effective teacher till I learned how mm. humans think. And I remember mm. I was 16 and I worked in a American restaurant and I did have a day off. So I thought, oh, I think I would love to work in, an, um, in a Chinese restaurant. So I talked to the um, manager and he said, yeah, come, you can come to work such and such a day. And that turned out horribly because I didn't understand the food. I didn't understand um, the language. I, um, people were writing the meanest notes on the back of my ticket. And at the end of the day, I thought, oh, I guess that's really not for me. But I tried it. And I wasn't mm. upset that people were not happy with my service because I just gave it a shot. Mm. Right. No waste of time. I like that. I know the other side thinks there is no such thing as wasting time and atoms. And that mm-hmm. includes money. Clothes, vehicles that humans add um, humans add that to it. They think one atom is better than the other, but you can. I remember Spirit saying, "You come to Earth with nothing and you leave with nothing, but it's okay to play with all that you want with while you're here because you never really own anything. You're just playing with it while you're mm-hmm. here. You can't take it with you." So. Do I think it is lovely to play with a Lexus? Yes. It's, um, um, my daughter has a Viking stove that she loves it and maximizes it. And, um, you know, many things on earth cost a lot of money, but if they bring you joy, then it's all right to have it. So, mm-hmm. that, so it is unlimiting thinking that you can have, you can play. You can play with anything that you want to on earth. The other side doesn't have a preference. It's not at all about a value or a deservedness. It's the self just deciding what the self wants to play with while you're here. Right. Like Alexis, like somebody I know. (laughs) That's awesome. I realize that there's no right or wrong. And that's another thing humans have to get past that duality of there's a right or wrong. In spirit's eyes, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, dialed in, Jamie? Do you want to ask the question live? Because I'm trying to read. Let's see. She says, She's been studying hypnosis recently, and part of it is getting in touch with the subconscious, which could be spirit, but maybe it is not question mark. Um, it could be your higher self. It could be humanly programmed lower self that you need to let go after you, it's excavated. Um 
It really does. And it, and it can be connecting to spirit. Yes, all of them. Mm. That's a good question, Jamie. Thanks. Uh, Jamie said, can you say more about what is the lower self? The side divided, decided by humans, the shoulds and shouldn'ts that are uh, sucked in the mistruths, we would call it, um, a religion that may say you have to wear certain clothes or you have all of the earthly mistruths, the shoulds and shouldn'ts. Like as spiritualists, we know there isn't one gender better or one race better or even one sexual preference better and yet humanness as it's been taught for many generations has said that that's not true so when i grew up seeing and talking to spirit that's why they stuck by me when i was young that if i heard one race was better spirit would be quick to whisper in my ear not true not true don't believe it so the things that are not in alignment with universal spiritual truth, they are the human things that are not true. Mm. Great question, Jamie. Yeah. Let's see. Brent says, to me, we are like three parts, the talking self, the ego, our child self, creative, and our deep self, our spirit. Uh, Jamie says, thank you. Do you have any suggestions on how to help a person shift from talking to lower self into the higher self? Well, I do want to quick say something before I jump into that, um, that ego is, there's a difference between pride and ego. Um, ego usually is you're making, you're making you feel that you're better than often than others. Pride, spirit likes pride. Like if say you were an architect and you designed this beautiful building. They would want you to walk by and put your hand on your heart and say, I made that. You're not thinking you're better than others, but you're owning the dynamics of your um, creativity. So I realized that assessing and value judging are two different things. Pride and ego are two different things. And it is fine to have pride because you worked for it and earned it, and but when pride slips into value judging, then it's um, the ego. So it is okay to have pride. Just wanted to throw that out because many times I've heard spirits say that when we work hard for something, it's okay to take pride. Mm. So quick, re, quickly say the question again, and I'll answer it. Sorry. Um, let me see. Yes. Do you have any suggestions on how to help a person shift from talking to the lower self into the higher self? Hmm. I suppose they're somewhat the same. I know when I'm talking to myself, and yet I know when I'm talking to spirit. So um, I just kind of know the difference. I talk myself through some things, and then I'll decide, oh, I need to change my glasses. And I also talk to spirit, and I know how to um, approach it to them. I, I feel like I'm having a conversation with someone else when I'm talking to spirit. And when I talk to myself on any level, it's, um, 
I know I'm talking to myself. I guess you just talk to everybody on earth as as if they're your best friend. And an example of that, um, years ago, you know, Oprah, she did a talk show. And she always talked to the people with a uh, connectedness and a presence that um, you didn't feel she was value judging. Um, and um, you felt there was true connectedness. And I realized that's true. You have to talk to yourself that way. So I talk to spirit that way. I talk to all my friends that way. Um, we're, and I talk to you guys on GVU that way. Um, that I always try to kindly speak my truth. And But there's a part of me that knows you would, who I'm talking to. So I do know when I chat with spirit, it is like chatting to others. And when they chat with me, they're like chatting to a person, me, a conversation. I know the difference between the conversations with myself and the conversations with others. And um, so you just practice. But really, in each situation, I will always clearly speak my truth. Hmm. So you practice. Yep. Does that help, Jamie? Five more. Yes, yeah, she says yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So we got a few more minutes. If anybody has anything else to share or comment or whatever, otherwise we'll call it a wrap. Well, I do know that Spirit thinks that no one came to Earth with a user manual. So many times <laughs> you are happening to wing it. But since there is no such thing as wasted times or wasted atoms. Um, mm-hmm. that's very freeing and unlivening too. That today, if it takes you a week to learn something and, and then one thing and then a month to learn another, it doesn't matter. In the end, you just learn it. Right. Absolutely. Well, this was a fun topic. I enjoyed this a lot. Thank you, Janice, for joining me again. And uh, join us next month for another fun time. Thank you all for participating. I really appreciate it and sharing your stories and chat also on the line live. And we will see you on the next call. Thank you. Thank Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.